Welcome everyone to JCV Art Studio. My name is Joanna, you know that. Uh, for first time listeners, I am the author of The Unraveling and Dealer's Child. And I'm working on the second round of uh, rewrites for Spy Girl, which is the current title, which has been lasting for a while. Today is a special podcast. Um, it's, I'm just going to introduce our guest and let her talk, okay? Her name is Tioni Spathhelfer. She is a member of the Helshuk Nation from coastal BC. Now, since childhood, Tioni has loved immersing herself in her own culture and learning other cultures around the world. Tioni has worked as a publicist, a radio journalist, host and producer, and an arts and music writer. Her documentary, Tioni's Dream, came about. It was informed by her mother's residential school experience, and it has aired nationwide on CBC Radio. Her photography has been featured across various media and sold privately. She lives in Souk, BC, and she is the author of three amazing children's books. And I, God, I have this beautiful hardcover book here. And we are going to talk about the final book in this series, Abalone Woman. Tioni, it has, I feel like I've been on the bleachers and it's been such a pleasure to watch the success of these books and see your posts and see where these books are going. Congratulations. And could you do us the honor of even further, further introducing yourself and explaining in, in your ancestry? First of all, thank you so much, Joanna, for having me on your podcast from the very beginning, from the very first book, right through to book no, number three now. Yeah. Uh, it's been great to be on this journey with you. Oh, and I you. thank you for all your very thoughtful questions and insights. And yes, I'm from the Hailstrick Nation. My mom was born in Bella Bella. Uh, that area of the province is our, our traditional territory. And then after her, it's my grandfather and my great grandfather. And you know, past that, we really don't have any more uh, written history about my family, my ancestors there. But I take great comfort in knowing that we have been carbon dated to be in that area for 14,005 years now. We found out at 14,000 years ago uh, when that was carbon dated that we've been in our territory for at least that long, if not longer. So those people are not only my ancestors, they're my family. And so that that brings huge comfort to me. You know, <laughs> I, I when I was putting together... I was just doing the, the, you know, the putting together the questions. I thought I am, I'm handing this over to, to Tioni because I, like I just written down carbon dated. That is, I find that so fascinating and so amazing and wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The other part of my family goes back to 400 years in one small village, uh, 
and that's that's in Europe actually. And there's one home there that just was a little stable and has just grown and grown. So that's that's a fascinating history as well. And that that history can go back like three. That's that's so cool. Or hundred years. But to be yeah. able through my mom to go back over fourteen thousand and five years is just mind blowing. And I love it. So much happened during that time. And I just find it so exciting to be part of that. Yeah. So you just cut out a little bit, Tioni. So you were saying you were just so proud to be a part of that history. Yeah. I just find it very exciting, very exciting to be part of that. I feel it. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the third children's book that you've written, Abalone Woman. Can you explain the story of Abalone Woman to our listeners? Sure. What we have in Abalone Woman, the third book in the series, is we have Little Wolf, who is now grown up. And it's it's kind of full circle for her because, you know, you see her in Little Wolf in the first story. She's a young girl in the city. There's some school scenes. Uh, of bullying and racism and then in book three abalone woman she returns to school but she returns to elementary school as a mom and a resource for the school to speak about racism and uh, not just what she's experienced but also with her mom because her mom white raven went to residential school actually here in BC at St. Michael's Indian Residential School in Alert Bay. And that's what it was called at the time. Now we wouldn't have that tag of Indian in there um, and there would not be residential schools. But uh, I like to add that for historical reference yeah. to you know what was happening at the time. So we see, li- we see Abalone Woman, Little Wolf, who later becomes Abalone Woman in the school, sharing experiences of their family and it's definitely a full circle event uh, for this now to be happening and so what you're finding out is that rather than pass on the pain and there was a lot of, of that especially through white ravens experiences at the residential school a lot of family pain and then uh, uh, like experiences that white Ra- uh, little wolf sorry also had but what you're seeing in this book now with Avalon Woman is you're seeing that that pain stops. It's not passed on. And from it come teachings that can be shared and are positive and encourage children to appreciate their own culture and process. It opens up their world to see other cultures and to appreciate those cultures as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now, just so our listeners know, um, and here's the thing, when I check my analytics, thank you to the listeners, because they're not only listening to like the current podcast that I'll post, but I'm seeing that they're listening to past podcasts, which makes me feel really good. And so our listeners know, Tioni and I discussed her first book, Little Wolf on June 12th, 2021. And so you can check that out there. Um, The second book, (laughs) I did a little bit of a mistake the other day, kind of shows why you should put your reading glasses on when you are um, tapping buttons. Um, 
I was going, like I said, I was checking my analytics and I was checking dates for when White Raven was originally published and I accidentally hit unpublished and I went, (laughs) and so then I hit publish again, which is going to make it super easy because if you go on the website, White Raven has now been republished on July 5th, 2022. Okay. So that's where you can find those, our previous conversations. Great. Now, an abalone woman, the dream, the feast. Of- Sorry, you broke up there. Okay. So, yeah. so with the story of abalone woman, there's the dream, the feast at the big house. That all happened to you, right? Well, it's a really interesting question. Because the series actually started for me with the dream. And that's the dream that is in book three. Okay. So uh, a lot of that has come through as dreams, as intuition, and also being connected to our history and knowing uh, about our history and our traditions. So it was a really powerful dream I had. I actually woke up at around probably 4.30 in the morning from the stream and I went, wow, that was amazing and I sat up and I wrote down every detail I could remember and then was just so thrilled but also a little tired too (laughs) (laughs) so I went okay I can now go back to sleep and be confident that I will be able to remember not knowing at that point that it was going to spark three books yeah so um yeah really interesting too because with the artwork which actually is so beautiful and Natasha Davies uh, deserves the credit for that in all three books the cover of Abalone Woman I absolutely love you see you see an elder man and woman standing beside Abalone Woman in a big house and there's a fire and so the man when I saw the sketch of the man I went oh my gosh he looks so much like a man who was very special to our family and he was from Alert Bay his name was Edwin Newman, and what a beautiful, beautiful man he was. He just passed this year at the age of 92, and, uh, you know, he knew my mom. He knew so much about our, our coastal histories. So to see that Natasha drew a man who was so similar to him was, I just loved. You know, I don't think there are any coincidences in the world. Yeah. And originally when she did the, the, um, the draft for this, the man was drumming. And I said, can we please have the woman drumming? This is a series of stories about three generations of the women in my family. And it's a nod to, to that inspiration, to that strength. So I really felt it was the woman who needed to be the drummer. Yeah. So I was so thrilled that she could do that. Yeah. And yeah, so this one is, is really important to me. Uh, the cover, the story. It all started with that dream. Yeah. And I built out from there. Now I'm looking at the cover right now. Mm-hmm. And the woman, you had said the woman's holding the drum. Just because, yeah. yeah. And even the artwork on the drum, like that detail, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it is, it's a beautiful cover. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, now <laughs> let's hope. We'll get you to do a little bit of reading, but I have one more, one more question before we do that. Mm -hmm. And that was, 
Can you explain how and and why Little Wolf becomes Abalone Woman? Sorry, you did break up a little bit yeah. there. Yeah, no, no problem. So can you explain how and why Little Wolf becomes Abalone Woman? Well, uh, is it, it, is, it is through uh, a scene that happens in Abalone Woman where some creatures appear and they're very different um, creatures ever seen creatures before and the humans in the in the story are afraid they're scared and so in the end uh, what happens is you're left to question who is really this scary entity is it the creatures that appear that no one's seen before or is it how the humans respond to the creatures yeah and in fact the humans and uh, that comes through again later in the book where Abalone woman is going to a feast and she arrives at the big house. And there's two, there's people there waiting to go in. But they're afraid to go in. Yeah. Because there's members from another band, another tribe visiting. And they're so different from, from Little Wolf's people. And so they, they, ask, they ask her to... to uh, lead them into the big house because she was very seen where the creatures appear so it's through being brave Um, she's acknowledged by the creator and the tips of her long hair um, take on like the shimmer and the colors of inside of an abalone shell and that's to always remind her of being brave yeah. And so it's it's through that time and that experience, and then be the elders, the seniors, hear a new name. And actually, that's a very magical scene. And it's through that time that she then gets the name Abalone Woman. So, you know, it's quite a sort of a transitional time. And then being renamed. It's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Uh, I when I I was reading that and I just thought this is beautiful, <laughs> you know. Oh, well, it's really important that that came through actually in my dream because number one, dreams are so important in culture. They can helpful. They can reconnect us with loved ones who have passed. They can bring messages uh, that we can take forward into the future. And so that happens. That happens in this dream. Yeah. And also the name that she is given, just the name giving ceremony. There's many ways for a person to be renamed. Yeah. Yeah. It can be based on their traits, which happens here, her trait of bravery. Uh, it can be a name that's passed down from someone before you in your family. And so that's also very important in our culture. So I just love the whole combination of how it came about and, how I was able to build three stories up. Yeah. From, from, yeah. From that dream, that original dream. Definitely. Mm. So Tioni, we're going to give this a try with our shaky internet. Okay. Do you, are you able to read a little bit from Abalone Woman? Sure. Actually, you know what? I have three segments of Abalone Woman picked out. Okay. So the first one is this. The illustration for this is really beautiful, actually. 
The people had just finished gathering clams for a feast. Little Wolf walked through the shallow, warm water and saw a bright purple starfish. She was hypnotized by it and cradled the starfish in her hands, soaking in its beauty. Time seemed to stand still. The illustration for that is stunning. Click on that one, definitely do. I agree. I agree. Okay. The next one. After the feast, a magical warm wind danced through the crowd and brought the breath of the ancient ones. In it, the elders heard a new name. They honored Little Wolf's wise and brave heart by renaming her Abalone Woman. And again, the illustration for that is beautiful. And that has like, been one of my favorite passages throughout the whole series, actually. I just love how that, that wind comes through and it's warm and and it brings new information yeah. and a new honoring. Yeah. yeah. I'm flipping through the pages as you're reading this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I want to read, I think it, you know, it shows something we've already spoken about. One boy who was born in Scotland brought photographs of the small castle that he used to live in. One of the girls showed everyone a beautiful jade necklace that her grandmother had sent her from China. Another boy whose parents were born in Russia dressed in a traditional Russian folk dancer's outfit and sang an old Russian wedding song. Abalone woman's daughter brought a huge tray of smoked salmon and crackers for everyone to share, along with an abalone shell and an eagle, eagle feather to show her classmates. She taught the children that when someone is holding an eagle feather and speaking, everyone else must listen. So that's the scene of abalone, now, abalone woman returning to school and rich now she's in her daughter's classroom and speaking about uh, the family's experiences. She touches upon racism. And this is where you learn that she hasn't internalized that racism, racism and she's seen of that on. In fact, she's celebrating with the children, their different ancestries. And uh, so it's, it's really beautiful scene. It goes on from there. Now, one of the things, too, good lesson for us, like I wrote this story probably 18 years ago and let it end. So in this, there's you never know how things are going to turn out. I never would have known that during the time of this book coming out that the Ukraine would be invaded by Russia. So this is a good lesson for us, too, to look at current situations and to understand that not all Russian people are in favor of that invasion. And so it's a good lesson for us too in in racism and bullying as a response to a situation. And And instead of trying to find a solution. Uh, So, you know, it's been pointed out to me that that this is what Abalone Woman represents is not internalizing any of that family experience with racism and passing that pain on but instead taking that as a teaching and bringing that back out into the world to encourage children to appreciate theirs and in turn they can look around and see other cultures and ancestries and find the beauty in those right right like and and teaching acceptance of everyone exactly and in fact you know it is so true because We all have so many things in common. We need a home that is safe. We need a clean, safe environment, clean air, clean water. People 
access to a good quality education. So in fact, there's so many things that we have in common and there's more of those than the things that make us different from one another. But then when we come across the things that make us different, we can appreciate those instead of being afraid and fearful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead of being afraid and fearful. Yeah. I just, I wanted to make sure that's what you said. Cause you, you just cut out there. And I thought I, I, that's what you said, right? Instead of people yeah. being afraid and fearful, agree, agree. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now one of my copy, I, my copy of this book, yeah. you've signed it. Okay. Yeah. And it says you had written stories are medicine, lots of love, Tioni. Spath Helfer. And oh my gosh, stories are medicine. I I loved that. I'm thinking of my own reasons why I love that. Um, why do you feel that stories are medicine? Besides, like there's healing, definitely. But I, I'm why? 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 I'm just so curious. I because I love that statement. Stories are medicine. I think. First and foremost, I've always felt this, and especially through my experience as a journalist, I have felt that we learn so well from each other's stories, whether that's someone's story about uh, at the various levels, someone who's in business, someone who's a spiritual leader in the community, uh, students, families, we learn so well from each other. And So for me, this series has really brought up how stories are medicine, they're a gift. They help us grow, they help us heal, they help us move forward together. So stories are medicine to me for all of those reasons. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yes. All right, now, like I say, it's it's been so cool. Like I said, I do, I feel like I follow you on Instagram follow you on Facebook and I see your posts and oh wow like I said it's like I'm I'm on the bleachers and I'm watching and I'm thinking this is so cool so can you share can you share the the I don't want to say publicity but the honors the awards the exposure that Abalone Woman and all three books have received I've been really blessed Blessed, actually, very blessed to have the books well many different areas of the community. Uh, CBC Books is a huge resource for our publishing industry across Canada, and they have been so supportive. They've found ways to include my books, you know, spring recommended reading, uh, also uh, anti-bullying day pink shirt day you know recommending my books these are books to read at this time and indigenous people's day again promoted uh so that part of which i've been very grateful for right now the first two books little wolf and white raven are part of the td summer children's reading book club so what that means is that over 2200 libraries across canada have a list of books that have been carefully chosen that they offer to children across Canada to borrow and to read. And um, so that was really exciting to be chosen to be part of that. Uh, Little Wolf and White Raven were long listed for an Indigenous Voices Award and then Abalone Woman 
to shortlist. So that book was up with two other books from across Canada. So that was a huge honor. Um, Another book won and uh, Abalone Woman was not listed because it came out after the closing date. So, uh, and then both books, the first two books are also part of the Indigenous Communities Books Award. Forgive me if I've gotten that wrong. I actually thought the books were only up for one award and then Lurch at my Vancouver book, uh, Victoria book launch when my publisher introduced me that they're up for two awards. Yeah. So, oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, they've just been so well received um, you know, by the school community. I've had teachers and students write to me and I just love when I get the letters from the students and, you know, they'll tell me, what they connected with in the book and often there'll be a picture on the back so those are those are really special they mean a lot to me and I know across Canada with White Raven there was a mother from Ontario who purchased the book for their family of one daughter and one son and the mom was reading it to them at bedtime and they normally start their reading at seven and they're done fairly soon afterwards. But the book sparked so much dialogue between the three of them that finally at 9.30, they were ready to close the book and go to bed. It was really beautiful because the mom, which often happened in Canada, because Indigenous First Nation stories were not told in depth. She was learning about residential schools for the first time in that book with her children who are, I believe, nine and six. And so that was, that was a great journey for them to be on together. And so for me, rather, because I have come across people who, who of course, you know, didn't learn that in school and may not have been connected to First Nations communities. So I take those opportunities to share stories as opposed to being mad about that. Um, There can be some anger about that for sure. You know, the government let us down again. They didn't teach that curriculum in school properly. It is and has been for the last probably 10, 15 years, definitely been more on the radar. But for me, you know, I like to take the opportunities to share stories. And it was so interesting. The other day I heard a podcast with Buffy St. Marie, who I absolutely admire and love her music and her voice and she was talking about her time in the United States when she was blacklisted because she was seen as being too radical really and so uh yeah she was (gasps) she was saying for her rather than be angry about that and then the the history of first nations uh treatment she chose to remain a teacher and not be angry and to find teaching moments and lessons to share with people. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And I didn't realize until that moment that these are teachings. And up until then, I just felt like I was sharing our family history. Yeah, definitely had things I wanted to promote and encourage. But it was then I realized that these are teachings. And, and I'm doing what she herself did. And I went, wow, that's just too cool. Because she's someone I really admire. That, that is so cool. I'm like, I'm just, just in case, I'm just going to repeat. So in case people, because it, it did cut out a little, but I just want to make sure you were saying that Buffy St. Marie was blacklisted for being considered too radical. And then you and Buffy St. Marie are both taking these experiences 
and using them as teaching moments, educating moments, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I just, I wanted to make sure people got that, got that, Tioni. Okay. That's amazing. Wow. So how do you feel? I mean, okay. Now, like I was thinking, I'm looking at the book and I'm thinking, so how does she feel knowing that the journey of these three books from that original dream is complete or is it complete? <laughs> well, I thought it would be complete, but I've had many, I've had so many students and adults even uh, who follow this, the series ask me if there would be more. Yeah. <laughs> Or stories about Little Wolf. So I've started writing ideas down, potential ideas that could be included in another story, a follow up to Little Wolf. I have some other story ideas too. Yeah. And um, my publisher is, is asking if I have any other stories. So I need to get, get organized. I have some holidays coming up. So I'm hoping to be able to spend a little bit of time doing some writing. And during summer, you know, with my family, go kayaking, paddleboarding, the outdoors. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm hoping to be able to spend a, a bit of that time doing some writing. Good. Can I tell you the idea I had? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was just, I was like, like the adults, we're all hoping that this isn't it, right? And that there's more coming. And I was just thinking, wow, I wonder. If she has materials, because it's not as if you're not busy. I'm being sarcastic here, okay? Like, you are busy, right? It's not like I'm, but I thought if she had more of the children's books, and then I thought, gosh, how about some young young adult books? And then she could target like that, that, you know, education for that age group, you know, like, those were just my ideas, Tioni. Because, like I said, I don't. I, I, I would love to see more. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, that's that's actually been suggested as well as an adult book. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. As I say, I do have some story ideas in mind. I'd like to explore. Yeah. And uh, to follow up on those. So. Yes, there's many possibilities. Cool. <laughs> yes. So, have you noticed? Any change in yourself or has anything changed for you since writing Little Wolf? I, I have a feeling you've kind of answered this, but I just, I, 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 I was curious, you know, like, cause this has been a, this has been a, a journey. So how, how are you feeling? Has anything changed? It's been a great journey for starters. Um, Many years ago, as I say, after having the dream and then doing the writing, I really wanted to see these stories published. And I let that sit for, for quite a while. Life happened. And oh, probably oh, about four years ago, I guess, I met with Heritage House and then we've just expanded from there. And so it's been it's been amazing, actually, to be able to to have that happen, to have that, that dream, that wish for the books to be published, to have that done. Yeah. Um, 
So what's come from that, though, is now a desire to have more books published yeah. and more stories shared. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. definitely. And, okay. and I love the interaction with the kids. I've done mostly Zoom presentations and teachings because yeah. of COVID. But moving into this fall, it looks like that uh, authors and resource people will be invited back into the schools if all goes well. Oh, good, 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 good. And okay. for me, I was doing before the, the books. I'm sorry. And- I'm oh, sorry. Before, before the books, I was doing presentations yeah. on residential schools, and I love the interaction with the kids. They're so brilliant. Yeah. They really hear the stories and they listen, and and they have great questions. Yeah, so I love that part. Good, good. Okay, so you, you've you've hinted a little bit of what's next. Um, it sounds like like. Personally, you're going to have a little bit of time off in the summer and do some fun things. Um, you, it sounds like you've got lots of story ideas. You're just, you know, probably are you trying to like, do you find that it's when you take a break, it's almost like that's when um, ideas start to click into place as to what you're going to approach next? Um, I see. I would say for me, not intentionally taking a break, um, even just around, you know, writing uh, these stories, but just in general, I find that when you like free yourself, yeah. you've a task that was really important. And then you have that space and that space can be while you're working at another job, while yeah. you're driving, while you're out walking, uh, spending time with your family, having quiet moments. Yeah. Uh, traveling is a big time for me if I'm on a ferry or taking a bus, which is kind of rare now, but in the yeah. past, many ideas would come during that time or when I'm driving. Yeah. So a lot of ideas tend to come in those other moments. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, uh, so always, always have like a, a notepad to write ideas down. Or if you don't have that, I'm writing stuff down on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, whenever the ideas come, just grab onto them and make sure you record them somewhere. Yeah, I've been doing that too. I've been writing on my phone and my little notes app or grabbing, you know, little like pieces of paper or a notepad. Yeah. 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 Well, well, Tione, this has been an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much for for coming on my podcast. And uh, yeah, I love this. This is so beautiful. It really is. So, and I hope you have a good day. Is there anything you'd like to add? Oh, I would just like to, again, thank you. Jessica, thank you for your support, your interest, and for sharing stories. Stories are medicine, and that's how we learn best from each other. And I wish you all the best with your writing and your books. It's been fun following you and seeing how you're being honored for your writing. Thank you. Thank you. I actually, you talk about those quiet moments. I actually was thinking this morning when I was blow drying my hair, you know, like you said, just blow drying my hair. And I thought, what if, like, there there we go. Um, What if this, like futuristic book I have in the back of my head brewing if I turned it into a graphic novel 
would, would, would that work? Like, could I do the illustrations? And I'm like, how many words in a graphic novel, right? So, okay. Okay. Again, so many possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tioni. Well, have a great afternoon. Oh, thank you. You too. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.